Treacherous. I think I like that. I, I like. I think I like Treacherous Three. Then, as I also want to tell you real quick, bro. So I blasted your cut at the office, right? Straight up. So the response was, uh, my homeboy who over assess everything and judge everything was like, "Who's that?" And I was like, oh, "Oh, this is my homeboy." He was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." He was like, "Oh, that's fine." He was like, that, I said, so what you giving out of 10? He was like an eight. I was like, okay. Which is good high praise from him because he, he trash personally. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it is, bro. He trash, bro. He's one of them dudes, bro. Because I was talking to him earlier this week about the Migos album. And I was like, bro, I don't like it. I think it's, I think it's not good. And, um, he, and then he said he did like it. But then I heard him talk to another cat in the cat fight. Oh, I love the Migos album. And he said, Oh, I hate the Migos album. So he's that kid. He's mm. the opposite dude, whatever. But then um, Oh, he uh, just go left for the sake of going left. Yes, sir. He's I hey bro, let me tell you one time we have an argument or whatever. Because I can't have the base with this nigga. You gotta argue this nigga. So I'm having an argument with this nigga about um religion and stuff like that. And I was like, Well, you know, bro, you're a contrarian, so it's hard to you know respect your opinion on this matter. First of all, that's the most educated and nice way to say, nigga, I don't care what you got to say. But um, he was like, what? I, what? I'm a contrarian. What? So then he started going around the office. Uh, do you think I'm a contrarian? And then that's oh, I was my like, God, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Do you think I'm a contrarian? First of all, most people ain't even know what a contrarian is. But um, everybody's like, yeah, bro. Like, that's you. Like, that's what you think. Y'all crazy. That's not what I do. That's not what I do. But he gave a high praise with an eight out of 10, which I'll take that from his lame ass. And then um, my homeboy Sam in the office, who is like a white boy who listens to everything. Like, one minute he'll be listening to like metal, and then the next minute he'll be listening to Drake. He gave it a nine out of 10, Dennis. So that's pretty good. And then um, this old black dude. Uh, that worked with me and said his dad's next to my desk or whatever. He said, that's all right, which I don't know what that means, what that scale is and black old black man scale, but I'll take that too. So I thought it was fire because I looked good a lot this week. I appreciate that. Oh, bro. I'm kind of with Wayne. As far as short, you know, just packs go, this is, that, this is in my opinion, also your best one. I... I actually think, though, I feel like your verse on on the second joint is crazier, though. Word. And that's saying a lot cause first, because that first one, the whole song, but and you give it and you give it to that song. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I was about to say, bro. So the so the cut, so so the, so the first cut. You feel like you feel like he had more bars on the second cut than the first cut because I like the first cut. Wait, cool, man. Yo, I'm here. Okay, you heard me, cool. Hold on, I think I might have cut out. You heard me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, now I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I'm driving. I'm almost home. I was saying, um, so you like the, the second cut first better than the first cut? The I like this just the that particular verse. Oh, okay. the actual song, the first song is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. The first cut is that's that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. It's more, it's more, and not only that, I feel like it's more 
even though it's just you, it's like it's no feature or anything. It's a, there's a fullness to that song that has it that really like finished feeling to it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's always good when a, when music make you feel complete. You know who yeah. did that, bro? Like it's, it's so funny, man. I was just talking about this. It's funny you brought that up. I was just talking about this at work. We were talking about Michael Jackson and how prolific this nigga was. Like it's like you can't really compare what Michael Jackson was doing like with anybody, like to anybody, because nobody's ever had that type of energy. And mm. like the nigga was prolific. And I was like, but the nigga, the reason why the nigga caught everybody, because like it's like it don't matter if he was in the hood, it don't matter if he was from like Beverly Hills, it don't matter where you was from, you rock with Michael. Michael made complete music. Like all of his music is complete. I've never heard an incomplete Michael Jackson song. He knew how to make music. And it's crazy because it's one of those things from like those Motown cats. A lot of those guys didn't, you know, go to music school or whatever. But Michael could have taught, bro. If Michael wasn't all weird and shit, he could have taught a class at like Juilliard or NYCU or whatever, teaching music theory. Because like the way he builds out a song is it's, it's incredible, bro. He tells stories with his music. But I think, I, you know what, it's, all right, you know what, I'm with you on that, because I think that ability to make his music that way is what allowed him to make his videos so incredible. Like, right. you appreciate him because you know Mike, the performer, but when you really put together that most of his, there was never, he never made a music video that didn't have a storyline. Even right, in that right. weird one joint where he was like a ghost or some shit, I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always a storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's crazy, though? Like, if you look at modern artists, there's not too many modern artists who do that. And I know they might get mad at me saying this, but I believe this with all my heart. The only other person I think has come close, and he done kind of fell off a little bit the way he's been doing it lately. But my boy Kanye, bro. Kanye used to do the same shit. Yeah. I'm with you. He used to do the same shit, bro. College dropout to this day, in my opinion top five greatest hip-hop albums all the time. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's a perfect album. Okay. I'm with you. When, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And that's saying like, because I, I, I use, I rank his albums in a different, in a different order, but College Dropout is definitely number two on, the, on my list. You know what's crazy? Like, there's two types of Kanye fans. And then I'm going to let you start this show, Dennis. I know you already started it, but I'm going to let you start it. Or whatever. Is the is 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 Kanye fans who think college dropout is the pinnacle, and then Kanye fans that think something else is the pinnacle. I don't think either one is wrong, but it's just the way that people view Kanye is two different Kanye fans. And what I found is the the the, the one who feel like college dropout is the pinnacle, usually we can't rock with that nigga no more. Like, but the cats, the cats that like think it's 808s or either think that like, you know what I'm saying, like Ease Us or one of those albums, which were great albums, by the way, phenomenal albums, um, are the pinnacle. Those cats usually still, those cats are like Q, like LQ, Q, you know, Q, he like the, um, what's the, 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 the album that just dropped? Q said that was good. That shit was booty. But, <laughs> you know, it's like. You get like it's just two different types of Kanye fans. It's college dropout Kanye fan, and it's always something else that's his best shit, Kanye fan. Because I think the college dropout Kanye fan, we kind of wanted Kanye to be something he wasn't. I, I think he molded into what he's supposed to be. He's definitely gonna be what he wanna be. But I think we wanted him to be that 
that nigga with the backpack that was in the studio with Just Blaze and all them niggas. Yeah, like the that, teddy that's bears what, and shit yeah, forever. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what we wanted that nigga to be forever. And he grew out of that. And we like, nigga, I don't, I don't want to deal with this whatever you got going on because I don't like that. I see what you're saying. Like college dropout for me was like number three. I like see that's um, way down. See, but I under I understand people who feel that way. College, see, college. The only real reason college dropout honestly is number two for me is because of the fact that one, it's the first album, but it was also I had already been familiar with Kanye as a as a producer. So I like really watched his progression from when he was on Consequences album to having his own album. So it's got sentimental value on top of, you know, what it actually is as a piece of work. Because number, number one to me is actually late registration. Same. Number one, yeah, number one for me is late registration. Then number two is um, Dark Twisted Fantasy. And Dark then- Twisted on. Dark Twisted is number three for me. Okay, but I understand it though. It's kind of like, and I won't, I won't get too caught. I won't get too caught up in the um, too caught up in you know the best albums like topic because I feel like that's something for another day. But it's like it's like take care versus nothing was the same. Like, is people that think take care is his best project, and then it's people, and then it's people that think nothing was the same. Which I fall under that nothing was the same umbrella, as y'all know, but. If somebody were to say, you know, take care is is the one, then I can't argue against it. I recently, I recently listened through. Nothing was the same. I completely understand why people feel that nothing was the same was his best album. Yeah, like it's just it's just something about like you can really like tell. Well, not to, not to say that you can. There was no growth in take care because it was hella growth. But it's just something about nothing was the same that just worked. It was more concise. Mm. Like even he said it himself. Like that's I don't know if he plans on like you know following that with you know CLB, but only time will tell. But in the meantime, I will go ahead and start the show. No static podcast episode one fifty three. I am Dennis, your host. Coop is here. Jax is here. The Treacherous the Three is here. How, how's everybody feeling? Feeling better now that um, Zoom stopped trying me. Somebody like reach out to Zoom and be like, what's up with y'all? <laughs> like, Zoom be trying me, bro. Like, for real, for real. Bro, it be like that. Zoom will <laughs> Zoom, Zoom will casually not give a fuck about you, bro. Casually, too, bro emphasis on casually because it's just like it'd be days where it'd be days where I'm just like like Jackie making it and he'd be like yeah and then I could then it'd be days where you kind of expect Jack so you know need Jack to beat up for certain topics and then all of a sudden he's experiencing these difficulties and it's like uh and then you know what's crazy is bro like they got like a troubleshooter thing where you can like you know you know I'd be like oh this is an error send a message Man, that's the most irrelevant shit in the history of technology. <laughs> they never do anything about it. They don't fix nothing. They don't get back at me, nothing. So, yeah, but it's working today, so I'll take that. But listen, you not, you're not getting no response. You're not getting no response from any like like meeting based medium. Facts. 
Big fan. Word. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and get into the docket. I know we kind of, um, I know we kind of was like heading in that direction, but um, have y'all been paying attention to the cicada epidemic going on in like other states that aren't? Yeah, thank God yeah. I live in Florida and this and and our dirt is sand, my boy. Cool. Where you at right now? Where you at? What what what, what part of the country? I'm in. I'm in Florida. Oh, Coop and Tally. Yeah. I feel like I don't know why I thought she was up north. So nobody what? can personally experience what's going on. Bro, listen, if believe me, bro, if I was up north, bro, I would be speaking down to both of y'all from my ivory tower of judgment. <laughs> you know why? Because it wouldn't be balls hot right now. Of course not. <laughs> that's how you know Florida. Hey, that's how you know the South. Hey, the South. Built, hey, South built different, bro. Because cicadas was like, nigga, we not being born here, nigga. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, they had to go terrorize a whole like other states. Well, listen, don't get me wrong. It, it, it gets, you know, it, you know, it's been sticky waves in Philly and shit like. But I'm gonna tell y'all something, bro. As somebody who's not from Florida, who has experience, been experiencing y'all the heat here for ten plus years. It's hot here, bro. It instantly. Me mad about slavery, <laughs> bro. I'm not mad about slavery at cooler temperatures. That's to explain to you that the moment, like, I feel like the sun on me, and then like about like oh, and then to be a slave in this new no, oh no, bro. Listen, I just, bro, I see how up, I'm upset if I go in some place now, bro. And the AC ain't already like, <laughs> like kicking. Mm. Like, right. We, matter of fact, matter of fact, I know it's something we're going to discuss later on in the episode that happened to me today. Also involved the temperature and things that upset you about the heat in Florida, bro. But the heat here, bro, the, the 50 Cent said it best, bro. It's hot out this bitch. That's a good enough reason. <laughs> Man, so cool. Let me ask you this: While we are on the subject, you know, South versus North. Um, wait, did you ever mention who you got in this versus battle that's currently taking place? Talking about uh, Trina and Eve. Yeah, right. And and this is not to knock my my girl Eve, bro. I'm going with Trina. You've been in the South too long, Coop. No, I, bro, listen, that's no, bro, listen, that's no disrespect to Eve, because if this was like, oh, they each going like, you know, you know, like smack DVD style battle. Oh, yeah. Eve all day. She going to trash her. But if we're talking about like playing through your catalog of hits that people are like for reaction sake. No, bro. Trina, all that, bro, listen, <laughs> bro, listen. Trina partially mothered all that is the, the, the current version of Ratchet. Yeah, you're right. She the original Cardi B before Cardi B. Like, <laughs> like, no, bro. Like, it's, it's, bro, you, nobody started calling themselves a bad bitch until after Trina called herself the baddest bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's crazy to me that she was so iconic to do that, that she called her the herself the EST or something, and then everybody else just fell in line, like, okay, well, I just can only be bad at this point. Right. 
like yeah no nah, bro like say i will say i will say this because i can't really and i might don't get me wrong i apologize if i if i go way off doing this but this is honestly how i feel if i cannot think of another florida female rapper who I could equally set next to Trina, who I would say at this point is the female equivalent to Trick That. Mm. Straight up. Yeah, we don't have one, bro. And that's not the knock them. That's not the knock Kai's influence. That's definitely not the knock Jackie O, because I actually feel bad that like Jackie O like just vanished. Man, I don't. Jackie O ain't no different than Brooke Valentine, my nigga. Like, my Whoa. nigga. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Whoa. Listen, actual Southern rapping women. Oh, no, I'm going to say female. And I'm going to tell y'all why I'm going to say female in a second here. Because you mentioned about Trina with Badge Bitch. I'll get bad at that in a second. But actual Southern women who um, I think influence rap, male or female, like Trina. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mia X, for sure. Definitely Mia X. Gangsta Boo, for sure. Bro, I was going to say Gangsta Boo, Boo low-key might be <laughs> low-key. Right. And it might be, as, as far as I'm concerned, is actually top five female rappers all time. And I may be missing like one or two. Oh, the Brat, because she's from Atlanta. Well, she's Chicago, but she's out of Atlanta. So I go with the Brat, Missy, and... Bro, honestly, bro, that might be the rap. Like, the reason why I say Jackie O is like Brooke Valentine, my boy, is because, like, all of that shit dropped at the same time when it was that bubblegum snap shit, right? Mm -hmm. And even though I, I like Jackie O, bro, like, I think she can spit, but at the same time, bro, like, she was on some, like, it, it was too bubblegum snappy type shit. It's just like a Nick, like, with the, with, it, it, how do I put this? With the men, like, with, they came up with the snap music. You got to give them credit for influencing because that became a whole, the industry became snap, just like the industry became crunk when crunk was out, right? But mm-hmm. the women who, like, Jackie O and Brooke Valentine and all of them, they was just riding the coattails of that shit. They wasn't influencing or manipulating or making, they they own version of the shit. They was just riding the coattails of what's popular right now, which is snap music. You feel me? Like they ain't. It ain't like they not changing the narrative. Like Shorty Low and and his niggas and Fabo and them niggas. They made that shit, nigga. That's what made it. You know what I'm saying? But then like other niggas that dropped afterwards, like Soldier Boy or Young Jock or whatever, they added their own essence to it. They switched. You feel me? These like Brooke Valentine and. Jackie old day do shit. They just featured on the song with Yin Yang. Nigga, it's all right. Whatever. I feel you. I'm I'ma say this, bro. And this and people like give me hello like ways about this, bro. And I'm gonna always explain my point. There is only one reason why I do not put Missy in my top five female rappers of all time. Well, I got to hear this. Yeah. I got to hear this. And you want me, and the honest truth is. I did ask serious equate Missy to Prince. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. At least it's a respectful thing. Cause I about to I about to say Dennis is being real. I got you. <laughs> so, 
really, and I told people, bro, because the reason why, bro, I'm, I told somebody, bro, I was like, I want you to tell me something, bro. Tell me one thing musically Missy cannot do. Bro, we was talking about college dropout versus late registration versus da 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 versus that. Mm-hmm. Nigga, super fly. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Bruh, that album, in my opinion, is the most slept on album, male or female, in industry history. And I know niggas respect it. I know niggas like it. I know it, I know it got, it went platinum. I get all that. Nigga. Still underrated. Nigga, that album, if Missy not in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame, that album should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's, when we was talking about perfect albums, Nigga, that album's beyond perfect. It's on the next level, bro. Like, that album is insane, my boy. Insane. Like, yeah, bro. Like, like, <laughs> like, real, real shit. Like, I told somebody, I was like, bro, I went, once I went, like, as I got older, because, you know, you grow up, especially in our generation, listen, listening to points because of your right. parents and stuff like that. So you get put on him early. Missy, and then later on, even Kanye, because I don't really, can, I don't put him in my, like, I know he's made mostly rap albums, but after a certain point, they stopped being, like, what I would call rap hip-hop albums. Um, But ultimately, yeah, the same, like, once I found out that Prince in just about everything you have heard him do, not only did he write it, he also played all the instruments. Yeah. Like, like bro, I put this on, back when I was on Facebook, I put this, I put this post up and people like, only like a few people who like, you know, really in the music, like really got the magnitude of this, bro. Did you know, bro, when Doves Cry, he wrote that shit like offhandedly bored in a rush, like in one night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, like he literally wrote and like scored the song, like wrote the music, played all the instruments, recorded it, and turned it in the next day. Basically, what happened was they needed a they needed a song for the for the scene, and Prince, which is even more crazy, is not that. That's the one he came in with, bro. What happened was he wrote, I think, like three or four songs in one night, completely wrote them, played the instruments, and had recorded them, bro. Like they were finished. And he was like, and they were like, and it's like three, like three, of course, like his craziest songs. And they like, what the fuck is he was like, yeah, I know we said we needed like a song for just that scene. He's like, so pick one of these. Right. <laughs> and that's how we got when Doves Cry. How you yeah, described um Missy is like how I felt like how I felt about Pharrell growing up. Just because mm-hmm. it was a time where like I was just like when um in my mind came up, like Pharrell mm-hmm. was one of my Pharrell was one of my favorite rappers at the time. But it was because like just that production, that everything just was so great. Like right. that's probably um that's probably one of my all-time favorite albums. You know what I like about for real? Check this out. This is gonna be so obscure. But I like how he solidified himself as like, nigga, I made the damn tunes without being an ass about it. But <laughs> like, I like how he solidified, like, nigga, 
because nobody's ever nobody's ever questioned the fact of like, well, is for real really that nigga like that, or was it the Asian nigga? Nobody ever says that because <laughs> no, bro. Hey, nigga, hey, nigga know who it was. <laughs> Like everybody, you ain't hear Chad Hugo doing vocals on front, right? Yeah, but nah, yeah. I, but nah, I get exactly what y'all saying. So, um, did y'all see the um the Nintendo E3? Okay, no, so no, no, no. I heard I heard it, so I was kind of in and out of it. But go ahead and give us give us the rundown because I know I know they went off. I've heard. Yeah, they did a thing. Um, they announced that Kazuya from Tekken is gonna be in Smash, which is gonna like make me pick the game up again. All right. Um, All right, listen. They, they just guarantee everybody. <laughs> listen, I thought it was so funny on the commercial when like you know how Kazuya was like throwing people into the volcanoes and stuff. Yeah. Well, that was more so Heihachi, but they got a they got a um scene where they you got Kazuya like throwing different Smash players in the <laughs> volcano, and then at the end they got where you threw Kirby down there, but Kirby like jumped back up. <laughs> like I thought that was so funny, but uh, yeah. all right. And the sad part about this, you know, he gonna low key kind of play like Ganondorf. I feel it. Bro, he played like taking him. Like it's literally you see like a. One of the ten combos in the video. So, am I the only person that feel uncomfortable about the amount of properties that Nintendo has acquired over the years? No. Like, so Nintendo has legit embraced the we're the retro gaming company. They've legit just embraced owned the fuck out of it. <laughs> yeah, because like, bro, like, I I'm still, bro, and I know we all grew up with Nintendo, Sega, whatever, whatever, right? I'm still at this moment right now, like uncomfortable with the fact that Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics, even though it was an amazing game on the Wii or whatever. I'm still uncomfortable with the fact that like Sonic and Mario are on a game together. Like it don't feel right to me. But now in the standpoint, not only are they on a game together, they're on multiple games together. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I mean, isn't that like, you know. Well, even though they don't have a game together, but like, isn't it kind of like the feeling of like Spyro and Crash? Oh yeah, 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 very much, very much, very much, very much. Uh, do, do we feel that way? Because they've they've tried to like almost kind of unify the two universes, almost. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. I don't see either one working in the other person's like universe. Exactly. That nigga, that nigga, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> One, Spyro is absolutely too adorable for Crash's games. <laughs> and, like, bruh, basically, if you put Crash in the Spyro game, that's basically like putting, like, giving a baboon Viagra and then, like, leaving them alone, like, in a crowded, in a crowded <laughs> Walmart. Yeah, man, you're right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I seen some of the E3 stuff, whatever, right? So like Nintendo, I I I I feel like they have to exist for video games to exist. I don't know why I feel like that. But man, I've been off the Nintendo, like Nintendo has let me down a lot lately. 
a lot. Like I have these high expectations that they about to like change the game or make me happy. Um, like, but you know, nah, honestly, because like it's just the answer is nah, bro. Like I'll tell you what really put me off with Nintendo. So I was I was gonna come back to Nintendo with happiness and glee because my daughter years ago, bro, I think this was like 2012 or whatever. My daughter, I got her Pokemon X and Y, right? And we got the DSs. And I was like, you gonna play Y, I'm gonna play X. We're gonna have fun. Nigga, we bonded, we had a blast. That game, even though it's one of the easiest Pokemon games I've ever played, but it was fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was fun. And then it was, like, the first... It was the first venture for Nintendo with, like, oh, let's do online trading and shit type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we can just... I can just... Oh, I need to trade with Dennis. I just hit Dennis up on this little cold thing, and then we could trade like that. We could battle like that. It was perfect. You feel me? But the next sequential... Like and and like my my Nintendo thing is like Mario and Pokemon. That's like where I stand with them, nigga. I love all that shit. The next sequential drops of Pokemon were god awful, my boy. Like and then like they did the like Nintendo did the thing, and I know Pokemon is a separate company, but nigga, it's one and the same. Then like the next sequential things they were doing, bro. Like it was all bad. So then like the Mario's that dropped were bad. They were repetitive as fuck, like super repetitive. And like, then they like dropped these new systems and the systems were like trash. So it's like, it's like, I don't know, bro. Like, and then Sword and Shield dropped on the, on the, um, on the, um, well, I can't think of the name of the new Nintendo. Switch. Yeah. Sword and Shield dropped. And then they did the whole, like Nintendo turned into something that I never thought they would turn into. One of the reasons why I hate Xbox and PlayStation or Microsoft and Sony it's because they sell you incomplete games and then they make you buy the complete game. I hate that shit. Because that's not how gaming is supposed to be. Like, you're not supposed to sell me a game where I can't access everything in the game and then I got to pay you 15 more dollars after I just paid you $60 to access the game. But Nintendo drops Sword and Shield and that's how Sword and Shield is. It's like, oh yeah, here's the game. We don't have all the Pokemon in the game. We don't have all, like, 500 Pokemon are missing. But if you want those Pokemon, my nigga, you have to pay us 15 extra dollars so that you can get to this lame-ass fucking extra part of the game that take two hours to beat just so you can catch some. And guess what? It's still not all of them. You have to pay 15 more dollars for the other version. That's crazy, bro. And I was like, wow, Nintendo has been... They've they've been tainted. So what you're describing is more of like a... The industry problem. Yeah, bro. It's an industry problem. And Nintendo had never let me down. Like, they never do that shit, bro. They don't do it. Nintendo DLC is actually DLC. Like, bonus content. But then, like, with Pokemon Sword and Shield, I was like, what the fuck is this? What are y'all doing? And now, all their games are like that. So it's like, bro, I'm straight. Like, Smash Brothers on on, uh, Switch was like that, too. Oh, you want these characters? You, You gotta download and blah, blah, blah. Nigga, this ain't Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I'm not trying to get Freddy Cougar. Like, what the hell, bro? Like, oh, man. I don't know. Yeah. That's a personal vendetta for me, but I hate it. I get it. And I won't pretend like I won't because, you know, it definitely is one of those things that would deter people. Just because it's like, 
if you really if you buy a game, it's not kind of like what we were talking about the other week of how when you got a game on like PS2, everything was there. But now we moved into these new times where basically they've, you know, tried to work on like adding different things to the game, new characters and kind of like it's certain games that um that you have to like pay for them on. Which by the way, I want to shout out the um Mario Golf, the new Mario Golf game coming up because they did say that all of the content that they will be releasing would be free. Mm. So like future DLC, like characters, um, courses, like those are all going to be free. So I can, I can appreciate games that do that. Animal Crossing New Horizons did it. Like I can, once again, I can salute games that do that, but they are too, but much to Jackson's point, they are very few and far between. I'm gonna say some. I'm gonna say some shit. I'm gonna say some shit. The capitalist in me respects what they're doing way too much to knock it. And this is what I mean by that. Once upon a time, and don't get me wrong, I feel like if you play video games, there's always one facet of video gaming that you're still what would what I would say is you are still a purist about. For me, it's actual competitive play. To me, if gaming to me means I pick up this joystick, you pick up the same joystick, you don't get a better version of the joystick, you don't get a keyboard to substitute instead of the joystick, you don't get to play it on a version of the console that because you have certain parts, i.e. PC gaming, that give you an overall competitive edge. It's your skill versus my skill, let's go. That's you know, I'm purist in that, in that particular way. So that's why I'll never really leave console gaming. But I also understand the time that we live in, that they have to play the long game. The last, the last episode we did, we, I talked about GTA 5 and how long it's been able to last. And they basically, at this point for GTA 5, just like you said, they basically charge you 25 bucks for, for whatever the expansion is. Destiny, which I appreciate them making the game free, but you do pay like 10 bucks for when the new expansions come out. Right. I understand what they're doing because now they have to put longevity back into games because there's no way at the rate at which the content that they make comes out that they can convince you to pay $70 each and every time and so i do at least understand the concept of all right i'm gonna still charge you hit you with these small charges every now and again but i at that same time i respect and i respect games who that come with like a season pass like i like the fact that borderlands you know you can buy all those other visual updates or you could buy season the season passes which always winds up being you know more economical and so because I understand that for the fact of the matter is, is, hey, you want us to keep this good thing going, that costs money, so I got to charge you money so that I can keep this good thing going. I really, I really do get it. However, the only time I don't like it is if it's clearly bad. <laughs> mm. If it's clearly bad, then I feel like your DLC content should scale with how bad it is. Like, we often like to go ahead and like, you know, when we get bored, kick the shit out of Anthem on here. And as we should, because I told people, bro, just like I told people, there was no such thing as the iPhone killer. There was no such thing as the Destiny killer. And everybody thought it was going to be Anthem, and I knew it wasn't. I just knew it wasn't. 
But as cheap as that game is now, there's they never even got to make the DLC for it. But they can't now because that little the little thing that you know that holds their place on the marketplace is like it's still like some absurd number that people are like that's more expensive than the game. The game is like five dollars now, and that's if you can't just like sign up for online and they try to give it to you for free and keep you from deleting it. Yeah. And right, I also want to um I also want to add that what you're descri- what like what Jack just, just described is not a just a Nintendo issue. Like yeah. it's all across it's, it's all across the board. Yeah, and it is. It is. I think but, my my biggest um I think my biggest issue isn't so much with with that as much as it is E3 as a E3 as a conference, which I'll get, which I do plan on getting to that because you know I do have my gripes. But to kind of add on to that, it's kind of you know like it's not meant for every game. Like not every game needs to have like DLC that rollout. Yeah, because it's just all it's just unnecessary for most games because it's like. <laughs> Bro, you just hit the nail on the head, bro. And that's what my problem is because, like, this is my thing about Nintendo. Going specifically back to Nintendo. DLC is bullshit to me, in my opinion. Cool. I get what you're saying. You know I'm a staunch socialist. So I understand why we differ on the, the validity and the love for it. However, I will say this, bro. Nintendo has always been a by-the-box game. They have always been that. Like Mario Brothers 3, my favorite Nintendo game of all time. You buy the box, you play the game, and then you play it again and again and again. It has replayability because of how the quality of the game is, right? So my problem with the, the industry as a whole, and specifically Nintendo, is when we've allowed this DLC problem to fester and become the problem that it is, because all three of us are admitting it's a problem, and we all have three varying opinions, but we all admit it's a problem. But when we allow that to happen, now you lose creativity within the industry. And now every game is like an online game. Believe it or not, bro, I'm old school. I don't even care about online play, nigga. I give you a good story mode. Let me play by myself. Like, I've always been that cat. If I want to play with somebody, I'll play a sports game. For the most part, bro, if I ain't playing GoldenEye Mario Kart, that's what I'm doing. But because of this online DLC shit, now, all the games that are coming out are some version of first-person shooter in a sense because it's like, yeah, let's just make something where we just need to drop new maps and they can do whatever, whatever, instead of making a cool story or making a new character or whatever, whatever. They don't do that no more, bro. And then when it festered in about Pokemon, since when is Pokemon not a buy-the-box game, y'all? Since when is like, oh, yeah, I buy Pokemon, I catch all the Pokemon, I beat everybody ass. Since when is that not the goal of Pokemon? And now that's not the goal of Pokemon no more, bro. Like, you got DLC hidden areas for Pokemon? Come on, bro. Like, that's crazy to me, nigga. Like, oh, I got to go to these mountains that I paid $25 for to get a Pikachu? Nigga, we wild. We wild. <laughs> I should have to, to get my Pikachu, I should have to go to Pick and Save, my nigga. I'm about to show y'all how old I am. But I should have to uh-huh. go to Pick and Save, buy my fucking uh, Pokemon Blue, get my shit, Walk around the forest for an hour and a half until a Pikachu pop up. That's what I should have to do, nigga. Not get an expansion pack where as soon as I walk in the forest, it pops up because they know I paid $25 for it. There's no reward to that. I don't feel accomplished because I got this Pikachu. Nigga, I bought this Pikachu. That's crazy. 
That's not like VC and 2K. Yes, bro. bro. Can, I t- can I tell you something, bro? I am so- <laughs> bro. And that, me and Dennis, because me and Dennis talk, talk game just, you know, with each other a lot. I am still playing live 19 because I hate 2K that much. Yeah. Like 2K was a beautiful thing that I just, <clears throat> I just feel like we watched it like, like honestly, bro, I feel like the way we saw like crack just do Whitney in, bro. I feel like that's what happened with 2K, bro. It came out. It was beautiful, bro. It was such a good basketball game. It was so good. And then they came out with they added my player to it. And I was like, bro, these things, these things is on to something. Right. And then, bro, I feel like they just like, y'all love it, bro. All right. Now watch this molested in front of you. Like, horribly, too. Horribly. Horribly cool. Horribly cool. Horribly. Bro, my daughter is a a little hooper for real. Like my daughter hoop. She can hoop, my boy. She's ninth grade. She made the varsity team at her high school before she even got to the high school because the high school coach happened to be co- refereeing one of our AAU games and they, she seen her hoop and, and he seen her hoop and, she, and he was like, yo, I need that girl on my team or whatever. What school she co- going to? Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, that's my daughter. And I was like, she going to Paxson. And he was like, that's crazy because I'm the coach at Paxson. Boom, I need her on my team. So my daughter is a hooper for real. Y'all hear me? She loved 2K. So now I'm sitting here, this same thing with the Pokemon Coop, so I feel you on this. Her experience is not like how my experience was with video games growing up because she putting in all the work with her little creative dude. She's six years in and her dude's 72 overall because she ain't buy no VC. That's trash, my boy. That's not how games supposed to be, bro. It's, if you want an option, if you want an option to buy your way to whatever you want to do, then cool, give them that option. But there still should be something for grinders, bro. Like, if you want to grind it out, you should be able to grind it out. The only game that I know that's like that right now, that's still active, and it's been around 150 years, is Star Trek Online. Star Trek Online, you can buy your way to, hey, I want all these ships, so I'm going to spend 20 bucks. Because, you know, Star Trek Online is free. It's like um, all that other stuff or whatever. You could buy your way or you could grind it out. I grinded it out. It took a while, but it was fun. Buying the shit don't make it fun. Right. And, bro, and I, I feel that, bro. Let me let me just say um, one thing that I will add because because I think this is more so in relation to in relation to E three. Now we all remember E three as something that you know it it was the WrestleMania of gaming. Yes, and it was like that because majority of the time you know we will be looking forward to you know, like making our, like making our list for what games we going to cop in the fall. Like that was the, that was the place for that. Now E3 has turned into, I don't know, something about E3 has me to where I feel like, even though I do, even though I do think that, you know, Xbox did have the best conference at E3. Easily, I feel like e. I feel like e three, like other companies and stuff, like you know, Sony pulled out of e three. 
EA pulled out of E3. I feel like we're seeing the destruction of E3 as we know it. And that that's bothersome. And it's bothersome because of the fact of I watched all these different companies like Square Enix had a conference. Um, Namco had a conference. All of these other places, like they had a conference, but we didn't get nothing out of it as we would have, you know, wanted to. Because I came out, the only game that I came out sold on was Mario Party Superstars for the Switch. And why was I sold on Mario Party Superstars for the Switch? Because they said that they would have every mini game from like back in from the first Mario Party. And the one thing about it, they have not been missing with these like remakes and whatnot. But literally, like it's it's just gotten it's gotten to the point where it's lazy now. Yeah, bro. They're gonna do. <clears throat> Here's my thing, man. And I hate that. I, I I try to be on here. I try to be, um, not HB or Jax from Bro Listen, but I gotta. Do it. <laughs> This is like Coop. I know you said as a lover of capitalism or whatever, but this is my thing about capitalism, bro. It's perverse and it's gross and it does shit like this, man. Like, Dennis is right, bro. E3 used to be like a big deal when you was a kid. I remember when they first started putting videos of E3 on YouTube, I was like, yo, I can care less about E3 now. And it's capitalism's fault, bro. I'm going to tell, tell you what's happened, bro. You got to, and this is what I had to explain to somebody else, bro. This is going to sound crazy because of where our place is in, where our place is in history with video games, especially me and you, Jax, because people are from our generation. That's not the night you does. We just know you a little bit younger than us. We live through the greatest, greatest run of like video game advancement ever. Like, I don't care. I don't care what comes out after at this point. We lived through the greatest. Like, we saw that shit go from fucking Pong to where it is now, right? So I'll never completely right. abandon it. But I had to start telling people something, bro. There comes a time, and, you know, we used to, we never thought it would be our time because we so dope as a generation, where you got to watch and realize that something's not for you anymore. And E3 mm. is no longer for us. And I try to explain that to people. And the reason why I say that is it's just like it's just like it's almost like what 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 you see what old niggas go through with like bat, especially with sports, especially with basketball. When they always try to like, you know, as you know how that how deep that conversation get just because of like the difference in errors. Video games is like that too, bro. We watch the game we know and love so much, which was the the, the, the playing field for that. It's just it's just like when that like Tron and Tron Legacy. When you see that first Tron, bro, and he all young and he go in there, bro, and it's all brand new and shit like that, bro. It's crazy. Even when we watch that first Tron now, there's still that feeling you get from it, bro. And that shit is from like before we was born. When you watch Tron Legacy, it's a reason why that movie looks that way. It looks that way just makes you understand that that you know that thing that happens with time and how something has to move on with you like it or not. And it, and it and what makes it worse is that usually for things that we love, they usually as they with time age, they become more profitable. And the more you see like 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 you said, the perversion of it. 
and that's what's ultimately happening with video games. Like they will, don't get me wrong, they will never come to a point where we become where I believe they will start making video games to a point where like I'm completely done with them as a whole. But I do, and I understand, I understand the sentiments you guys express. But I had to start realizing when I started watching E3 in more recent years, how much it wasn't for us. When I started realizing how much I started hating the things that Sony was doing, and I started, yeah. and I thought about that because I was like, Sony, Sony. I told people I said Sony won the console wars without ending the console wars. What they did was they capitalized on being the gaming system that you still hooked up to your TV, and I know talking about that too, but at a certain point, Xbox realized they couldn't compete with what Sony already had established way back, back when in the PlayStation 2. And I, I really do understand it because everybody to this day who's ever had a PlayStation 2 probably still has a PlayStation 2 just in case. Just in case shit go, go, go left, my nigga. <laughs> but well, you might be right about that. <laughs> bro, and, and the crazy part about it is the PlayStation 2 is like is like Nissan is like Nissan's from the 80s. Somehow these shits are still on the fucking road. Point I'm making, point I'm making is it was easy for us to fall in love with it, bro. Like, no offense, bro. I tell people this all the time is to knock older generations in the culture that they built. But for us, video games is is the equivalent of what happened with jazz. Like we literally saw how that. Like, like, you know, you got people that because they, they were around for the blues and stuff like that, they're like, oh, yeah, no, but you get people who get to, like, live during, like, like the Harlem Renaissance and why, like, jazz was so big. And that's what we lived through with video games. And so now, because time is going on, we have to start realizing that it's got to transform and it's got to move forward to something else to the next generation to be able to have it. The same way, like, hip-hop does, the same way sports do. Video games ultimately do the same thing. Now, that being said, yeah, and, and that's what I'm starting to say. That's why I try to tell people as technological as video games are, there's something very organic and lifelike about how the industry like has moved over time. And so think about it, bro. Like me and Dennis talk about this all the time. Why is it that our generation appreciates Game Pass so much more than the latter generation that still wants to buy games? And that's because Game Pass is for us. <laughs> it really is for us. And newer games that come that come out are really for you said something very interesting. You were like, bro, so much stuff is just like these weird variants of first person shooters. And it's basically, you know, how close can we get now to putting you in the, the body of the character you play as? But there's also games that I told people I said, there's a reason why Devil May Cry won't ever die. And it's because when you get when they they go, hey, listen, you're this guy. We're going to give you an assload of power. We're going to give you an assload of weapons. And we're going to write a story. And you are just going to hack, slash, and level your way through this fucking story as you rhythmically and beautifully dispatch and destroy everything around you. And that simple concept is why I told people games like Devil May Cry, there's always going to be a place for Devil May Cry. There's always going to be a place for God of War. That's why God of, people love God of War so much. I know people who don't got no other fucking game on PS4 except for God of War. Yeah, that's 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 one of those things. That's a good point you just made too. And I, I just gotta say, man, like I agree with mostly all that. And I just think like when you, well, something that stood out strong to me, what you said was like that in 
band span of video games within our generation went from Pong to a nigga, you know, Microsoft, you know, Xbox, whatever this shit called now, whatever, which is incredible. And I think a lot of times with, with us, we get caught up, bro, like on the fact that we don't realize how fast shit advances. My nigga, when I was a kid in school, they didn't even have internet. Nigga. Like the internet wasn't like a thing. Like it's a it's a famous uh, interview on the Today Show where they come on that bitch talking about the internet and like Katie Kirk and uh, Brian Gumble, cool ass, be like, "What's the internet?" Like, bro, you know what's funny? I literally remember watching that with my grandma. Like, literally remember watching that episode and them saying, "What's the internet?" And it's like. Like, bro, if my daughter heard some shit like that, she would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't think we really have a perspective because of how fast and rapid things, even, like, when you say, like, compared to the jazz generation, what I think is a good parable, but I think also, like, our generation is rapidly progressing even faster than that. Like, bro, like, think about this, cool, like, Bro, like when last time I seen you, Coop, was like maybe like five years ago, six years ago, something like that. And like from the time the last time I seen you, Coop, to right now, the technology exists for us to do what the podcast that we were doing this podcast. Like that shit was developed in five years. That's not even a decade, bro. Like we we on some crazy shit right now. I'm gonna um I'm gonna keep it more I'm gonna keep um I'm gonna keep it pushing. This is I know we've been on this topic for a while, but um Charles Barkley. So Charles Barkley had a strong reaction to being silenced by TNT due to his comments about big women in San Antonio. Um, he, he responded, well, he's now, well, the story is that he's prohibited from speaking about the city of San Antonio after he made remarks about big women in the city. Um, he said, (laughs) he said, and I quote, I bet you couldn't do that to them big ass women in San Antonio. You can do that to them little skinny Houston women. You can't do that to them big old women in San Antonio. And he also, and apparently this has been a thing for years. He, we said like, women in San Antonio can't wear no Victoria's Secret because they eat too many churros. Um, just a lot, just a lot of different things. And his response was, he was just like, he said, he said, and I quote. You can't even have fun nowadays without these jackasses trying to get you canceled and things like that. They can kiss my ass. First of all, I didn't call anybody personally fat in San Antonio. I was just joking around. We've been having fun with this for 10, 15 years. And he said that he'll be retiring at 60. So retiring? Yep. Yeah. You know what? I'm okay with Chuck retiring. Way to go, Chuck. Secondly, or whatever, I can't stand Charles Barkley. Although he's right on a lot of things, but I dislike him as a human being because I feel like he's like a sneaky cool, and I hate sneaky cool. But um, my nigga, he right though, bro. Like nigga, do any, is anybody really offended? Like it's like you're you're self proclamating who you are. Nigga. Like I 
so trash. I can't stand ugly women. Ugly women always want to talk about you, but they ugly. Then it's if you get a bunch of emails from chicks saying, oh, you shouldn't put the loud jacks okay. back on because you're talking about ugly women. So are, are you admitting that you're ugly? You're offended by, like, what are you talking about? So, like, this is self-proclamation, man. Like, so it's like, what's wrong with what Chuck said, man? He's clowning, bro. Like, it's not even that serious, bro. Like, I really have more problems with Shaq, like, openly trying NBA players on live on TV. Y'all don't think that's disrespectful? He told Spider he's trash on live TV. So it's like, you know, like, but y'all ain't, y'all ain't say, hey, Shaq, how about stop telling the players that they're trash so they actually want to come on our show so our show can have some clout and some respect or whatever. Nah, y'all worry about Chuck saying it's a big women in San Antonio eating churros. By the way, it is big women in San Antonio eating churros. Churros are delicious. Churros. And they, they make people big. And some of the people they make big are women. And, and they so live in San Antonio. San Antonio. <laughs> I'm just saying. What he said isn't necessarily not fat. Like, and I'm not even a big on like getting mad at the PC police because I'm the PC police. But I think it's some PC holy shit, bro. Like, what are we talking about here, bro? Charles Barkley, y'all hired he threw a nigga through a window. Like, I'm not even making that up. The nigga threw a nigga through a window in Alabama. Like, nigga, get through the window. No, I. So you hired the nigga who threw a nigga through the window, knowing who he is because you wanted him to be himself. And now he's being himself, and you make the nigga case be himself? Man, come on, man. No, that sounds about right. That's crazy. Y'all let Kenny lie every episode. Like, every episode, Kenny lie about how he was the leader of the Houston Rockets. Nigga, what? Every episode, he do that shit, cool. I mean, about mean, my blood. You mean, you, mean that's, you mean that Houston Rockets team that had one of the greatest centers of all time? Yeah, a Hall of Fame center, nigga, who everybody respected as one of the greatest players of all time or whatever. Kenny the Jet, bro, every episode talk about how he a leader. To the extent where he did it so much that I seen last, like, I think a, a week ago, ago or whatever, maybe round one, where freaking um, Shaq and Charles was like, come on, man. <laughs> Cut it out, man. Stop lying. Because, you know, they know you. They, they know Kenny. So they're like, yo, stop lying, Kenny. Like, you wasn't no damn leader. He's like, yeah, I was a locker room leader. You was a locker room leader. Nigga, Robert Ory would be locker room leader before your Come on, bro. Like, that's, I don't know, bro. Right. That's like, bro, that's like Sam Cassell going, yeah, bro, they couldn't have got that one without me. Come on, bro, come through. Come through. Come through, bro. Like, what is he talking about, nigga? Like, that's, I don't know. That is bananas to me, my boy. It's bananas. Like, I don't know. And I don't get the PC police thing. Like, I get certain things ain't PC police, bro. Like, certain things you literally should not do or say. And it does not hurt you to not hurt nobody's feelings. You feel me? Like, it, it, like it's just like I was having this conversation with Tank on Bro Listen, one episode. Y'all might remember it when we were talking about pronouns, right? And he was like, ah, I don't know how to call it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, bro, if somebody asks you to say they or him or whatever, it's not, it literally does nothing to you to do it. That's right. just being a nice person. Like, it does not hurt you to do it. It don't have nothing to do with the PC police. If I tell y'all Hey y'all, I changed my name to Muhammad based on my religious beliefs, whatever. Okay, cool. And y'all niggas keep calling me Anthony or calling me Jax or HB or whatever. That's disrespectful. There's no other way to put that shit. That's disrespectful. 
these people, bro, they want you to call them they, them, her, him, whatever their pronoun may be. And you're acting like it's going to take you pulling teeth, my boy, to, 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 to do that. No, because if somebody said, hey, call me they. I'm like, hey, you seen them? You seen they? Whatever. I, like, it is what it is. I don't care, bro. It's not significant enough for me to bust a blood vessel over there. However, however, certain things aren't a big deal. Like, Charles Barkley said, big women in San Antonio, bro, I'm not offended. And if anybody is offended, like, who cares, bro? Like, what are we talking about right now? Like, that's not a personal gripe. For, like, come on, bro. Don't even self-proclamate that you're big woman. Say, but I don't know who he talking about, girl. That's what you need to say with your big ass. Yeah, I think that's why Um, I like what, and when it when it does come to cancel culture, I like what Cat Williams said some time ago where he was just like, you know, if these are the, if, you know, those are the confines that you have, that keep you from doing the craft or where you feel like you have to, you know, like, find a way to, like, find a way to really, like, say something that would really offend or hurt somebody then it ain't for you and he said that you know he basically was just talking about how you know like he how he feels that cancellation didn't really have his own culture and that you know that we were well said that people of color more so were were policing their own culture Right. And that's because people without a voice being trashed by people just because they had a bigger name than them, they could sweep them under the rug like they didn't matter. So it's just like, you know, and he said just how your job as comedian is to please the most amount of people with your art. So if you want to offend somebody, nobody took those words away from you. But don't call somebody this word when you know it affects all of these people. Right. So I like how he I like how he broke that down. Like I thought that was dope. We just gotta learn to be, you know, like if I thought Charles was actually being offensive, bro, I wouldn't say it on this podcast. We just gotta learn how to be better together, bro. Like we gotta treat people nice, bro. Like it's not that hard, bro. We gotta treat people nice, bro. And it's like, you know, I'm not Christian, but I know a lot of niggas is, right? And the thing about it is, bro, like the expression in the Bible says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right. That shit just don't apply for your personal foolishness, my nigga. Like, that shit applies for everything in life. If you had something that you would personally want somebody to call you, whether it be Day Day or Ray Ray, you would want them to call you that. If you would want to be free to express yourself, love who you want, care about what you want to care about, you know, build your dork characters or whatever you may be into, if you feel like that's important to you for your freedom, then why would you not extend that same caring and love to someone else? Because it's important for their freedom too, bro. Like we gotta be, um, as the great song once said, one nation under the groove. And I, I mean, I know that sounds corny, but it's true, bro. Like the moment niggas come together, we got Star Trek. But as long as we on this hate and shit, we got reality. When y'all niggas ready to go to Star Trek, I'm ready, my nigga, because this shit booty. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, let's light it up a little bit. Um, Tyrese you got sure? caught lying again. Someone's going to keep it dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyrese got caught lying again. Um, wait, hold on, wait. What about the... The MCU. 
Oh no! What the nigga that did, bro? So Tyrese is um supposed to be in the Morbius movie. Okay. And don't tell me he said he's gonna be Blade. He said that um Morbius resides in the Sony universe of Marvel characters. Tyrese said that the movie. Well, he told two lies. Number one, he said that Morbius would be a part of the MCU. And number two, he said that the movie was being pushed back to October 2022 in an attempt to take advantage of that Halloween energy. But that also turned out to be a lie. They even came out and was like, we're sticking to our January date. Okay. Let me tell you what I love about let me tell you what I love about this. <laughs> tell you what I love about this. Number one, <laughs> the fact that there was a point in time where Tyrese said something about <laughs> energy and people was like, oh yeah, that's gotta be right. <laughs> he also said that the Avengers would be in the same world as Morbius. So basically, <laughs> you know what that you know what I have to be honest with you, bro. I'm waiting for the day that Tyrese just come out and go. Little did y'all know that the Fast Universe is actually part of the MCU. <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, that Tyrese can stay in the Fast Universe because I heard they about to mix it with Jurassic Park anyways. So that's some clown shit, just like oh. him. Oh, bro, listen, you haven't heard what they about to do? The, the whole Fast Universe is going to serve to the precursor to this next run of movies where they explain how all the cars basically become Transformers. Nigga, I'm so sick of, uh, like, first of all, blow the movie industry up. Who allowed Tyrese out the house, number one? Did he find his kid yet? Can you just see him? Mm-hmm. I, my nigga, like, listen. Damn, I think that was wrong. I shouldn't have clowned him for that. But at the same time, bro, like, I'm so over Tyrese, bro. Ever since he said he was going to be Green Lantern John Stewart, I've been over this nigga. Yeah, I think Charlemagne said it best about Tyrese. He he needs to get out of his own way. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Because it's like, soon as you start, soon as you start gaining respect for him, bro, you lose respect for him again. You do something, bro. Yeah, like you'll gain respect from him, and then you'll lose respect right back because he do some dumb shit. And you'd be like, "Well, damn, Tyrese, like, why would you do that?" Bad shit? <laughs> he need to go back to TG. Well, no, I can't do it. I'm up because your boy did. But he need to go back to like doing concerts and just singing. Like, yeah, nigga, honestly, like last thing I heard about TGT, they was all trying to throw hands. Yeah, that's why I say it's dead, bro. Like it's dead. Like it's a TGT thing. But he need to go back to that. Like, like this nigga is like it's over. Well, you know, and then you know what else? I don't think TGT could do anything anymore because I think Tank feel like he's too big. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even though he's not. Bro, Tank, like Tank, didn't Tank say he was, like, going deaf or something? I don't know. He might be. I hope not. That sounds sad, bro. But I remember him saying Wait, something. so do we call him Death Tank now? Yo. Because <sighs> if, if, if you introduce Death Tank at a show, that could be anything. That could be anything about the same. That could be a monster truck. <laughs> All I know is TGTK function because Tank feels like he's like 
I think Tank think he's on an artist level of Usher. And like, I don't, if, if you ask me about TGT, bro, Genuine or Tyrese would be the biggest one of the three. And then like, I think Tank feels like that's outlandish. So there you go. There's your TGT once in a podcast lifetime update, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Um, and speaking of updates, while we are talking about music, Double um, XL released their freshman list for this year. And oh, it goes. <laughs> oh, read, read, read it to us, bro. Read it to right. us, bro. Maury. I like that. Salute to Maury. Um, Ian, D- Ian Dior. I'm not, I'm not familiar, so I don't really have a take. Lakia. I think okay. I think Lakia is um a part of um QC, I believe. I think so too. I was just about to say that's QC, yeah. I think yeah. so. Um DDG. Which would probably explain why he quit YouTube recently. Right. Um 42 Doug. Shout out to 42 Doug. Okay. Um Ruby Rose. Okay. Blast with an X. Never heard of. Poo Shiesty. That's my dog, but Pooh, you know I'm really shiesty. Tootsie. Okay, okay, okay. Coil and Why? Flo Millie. Why? And I like Flo, I like that Flo Millie made it. I like Flo oh. Millie. That's... Oh, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. All right. So that's the whole list. First of all, it's, it's better than the other one. No, no one from the... last year? No, no, no. What's the other? Oh, man. It's another list that do the same thing where it's like the freshman thing. We talked about it on the show a few weeks ago. I can't think about it. I can't think of the name of the show. So it's a better list than that. However, however, first of all, it's too many women in there that aren't good. So it's like it makes me think, are y'all doing it because y'all are trying to be inclusive? Or are y'all doing it because like they're actually good, which wouldn't be true. Even Same if they thing. did do, and not a good job, even if they did, yeah. you know, have it be more women, our money Caesar should have had a spot in them. There you Definitely. There you they made Ruby Rose one. Yeah, and Flo Millie, I know y'all say y'all like Flo Millie. Like, I like Flo Millie too. I don't know. If, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get off Flo Millie. We'll let that slide. Before we get to Soldier Boy, is that because you because we don't think her music is good? Because I think and I'm not I'm I'm not calling myself a Coilery. I'm not calling myself a Coilery fan either. However, you know, she did, you know, she did have the the two songs or whatever that you know made noise. Can I can I can I tell you something about what it is, bro? About Coilery? You're absolutely right. Coilerae is actually not that great. But Coilerae has that same thing that Dej Loaf has. 
in actuality, you're the the end all be for you all. Her doing music is just her entrance to like entertain. She we like what she does better than anybody, honestly, is look cool. As far as her peers is concerned, she's got the ability, she's got the ability to dress like a tomboy and dress like a girly girl. She mad cute. She real small, so she can so she can like wear a lot of shit that people can't. And but but when you like bro, I told because I told someone the other day I was like bro, I was like give me that give me one verse by her that you know about. And it's like bro, that verse is crazy. And it's like of course you can, bro. Of course you yeah, can, bro. And she got ghostwriters at all, and it's still trash. She, she's somebody that we look. She's honestly somebody that we look at and go, okay, bro, your ability to be you. Is the thing that makes you successful. But that's TikTok, bro. This list ain't for that, though. That's my point. This list is for up and coming artists to get some shine, my nigga. Like, and, and that's, like and that's the thing. Space. Because like, because, because of all those things we ju- I just said, you, you're absolutely right. She's not a better artist than some of the people on the, that she's on the list with. But what happens is she managed to generate. The buzz that the people that she's probably not better than can. And see, that's that's what I'm saying about this TikTok stuff. Like, when Dennis asked, is it really bad or whatever, whatever. Yeah, Dennis, it's bad because my daughter or whatever, like, so I got satellite radio. I'm listening to satellite radio the other day in the car, taking the girls to basketball. My yeah. daughter's like, Dad, why is every song a TikTok song? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe because, like, that's what's popular, like what Coop just said, whatever, right? Yeah. She's like, well, you know, the little skits that they do on TikTok, the song be sounding cool. Now, my daughter is 14, bro. She yeah. was like, but when you go to listen to the music, it's horrible. Yeah. So she's like, she's like, so, and that's a 14-year-old, and she's like, for example, Corey LeRae. She was like, I really like the Corey LeRae cut. Because she used to come to my room all the time. <laughs> she like that song. But then, like, when she actually went and listened to the song, bro, like, she only knew that cut. Right? Yeah. But then when she went and listened to the song, she didn't like the song no more. And the big purr and all that shit, she's like, this shit bout. Like, bro, she's like, that is boot. Like, it's horrible. Because you're not like, really, like, going to that song. It's like the I think another good example of that is the I'm getting ripped tonight. Like you only yeah, really like seeing that on TikTok, but like you rarely ever go on and listen to the like. Bro, if you go listen to that cat, bro, I'm getting ripped tonight. I'm in the gym tonight. That's one of the dumbest. It's horrible. And it got Doja on it or whatever. And it's like, it's still trash. And I love Doja Cat. I told you she walked on water. But like, bro, like that's Nah, bro, TikTok, boom, bro, like, it's ruining music, and, like, now it's influencing our freshman list, bro, like, what we got going on, like, I don't know, bro, like, I just want the world, you know, they were supposed to release all the UFO stuff today, I don't know if they <laughs> I but thought it was going on the first. Bro, yeah, but they had something that still, they didn't do until today, or whatever, I was hoping that they found something, like, that would say, like, like, oh, the aliens are coming to invade and we'll all be dead by tomorrow or some shit. Because, like, bro, they need to blow this bitch up and start over. Let the roaches have it, bro. All because of TikTok? Yeah, bro, for real. TikTok's horrible, bro. And my daughter said some shit today or whatever, right? So, you know, it's pride month or whatever. So, uh, you know, like, I guess parents are trying to be supportive of their kids, which I support. I support that. 
Come my on. daughter said we just paid today or whatever. And it's a mom. She's recording her daughter. Her daughter's standing up there or whatever. She's like, yeah. Hi, my name is Zaria. I'm 15 and I'm gay. Whatever. And then her mom starts singing or whatever. It's like, be yourself. I'm like, bro, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> it was so cringy, bro. And it's like, I know the mom thought process was in a good manner, right? right? But here's the thing, bro. Every interaction, this is what's wrong with the world, bro. I mean, every interaction does not have to be social media certified. I have so many conversations with my daughter that, like, I don't even, I don't put that shit on social media. Every now and then she'll say or do something funny. I'll be like, yo, Anna said this, y'all. This is funny. But outside of that, bro, like, like everything, like that type of moment, letting your daughter know, hey, I support you. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. Right. Yeah, you can public, you can publicly do that too. But like, don't make a like. Everything doesn't have to be a fiasco, my nigga. Like everything doesn't have to be an attention-seeking thing. And as a society, as that happens right. more and more and more, I feel like we're losing substance because everything's about attention, bro. It's just like I was telling my homeboy, like about these chicks out here, bro. These chicks, bro, they seeking attention, like. That's why Kevin Samuel is killing them every time he starts a show because they just want to come on the show to shine or the, or the, or the whatever. Like, come on, man. Same thing with Boosie when he was like, put your pussy lips on live. I give you a thousand dollars. That nigga lived off that for months. <laughs> the nigga had like the number one Instagram on Instagram. It's like people didn't even listen to his music, but they knew Boosie what, who Boosie was because they knew they was he was giving them an opportunity to ask clown. Yeah. So. And I think that's another thing too, like just um influence. And honestly, if we're going off of this list and of TikTok does have such a big impact on this list, they, they should, why they didn't put the coochie man on there? Yeah, he had way he had way more more substance than a few of these yeah. people. But first of all, first of all, that nigga that nigga fire. Word. <laughs> <laughs> why the coochie? Wow, this nigga just ran a red light and almost killed me, bro. <laughs> oh my god, I'm glad I was paying attention. I'm glad I stepped on the brakes, nigga. I would have been dead in this bitch on the podcast. That's crazy. Right, yeah. Yeah. And the sad part was if somebody's gonna die on the podcast, it would be ours. Yeah. Nah, you don't need it. Especially not on your birthday. Yeah, bro. For not real. On that would have been crazy. Imagine that, bro. Not like dying from a nigga running a red light, picking up, uh, picking up Bisha from work, getting hit by a car. On my birthday, while I'm hosting goddamn No Static Podcast, the only podcast still floating on Hater Bear Media right now. It's crazy. Brittany, you trash. I just want to say that. Shout out to Brittany, you trash. (laughs) I know you be listening to No Static because you said something last yeah, hey, I know she be listening, but she said something to me about last time I said she about to get fired. You is about to get fired, you trash. (laughs) Tank was out of town, so we get an excuse. I got a I got a question for y'all. Why why is logic coming out of retirement? It because he had no real reason to retire. Like it was a gimmick in the first place. It's like what Jay-Z said, I'm done rapping and dropped the album two years later. Yeah, whatever. It, it, let me let me not again, let me not make that sound like sound like I'm hating because I just don't my only problem with it is just that no pressure was such a high note for him. That I'm worried that he might ruin it. Oh, he gonna ruin it, nigga. It's just like when uh, the comic books, like we finally killed Wolverine, 
And then three issues later, that nigga came back. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, so we about I to get, knew Locke was coming back. So we about to get Jordan on the Wizards. We about to get Kingdom Come Hove. We yep. about to get... You could have stopped that Jordan right. on the Wizards. I feel like that's the best analogy you could have came up with. Like, here's the thing, bro. The best we can hope for My bad. I'm having a silent, like, fucking rage right now as the t- Sixers somehow blew a 20-point lead. Yeah, good for them. But. <laughs> niggas Lakers out. I hope the Sixers don't win. Shit, Coach. I don't want to have joy, nigga. You know who I want to win the championship? The Utah Booty Butt Jazz. Yes. And you know why? Because don't nobody like the Booty Butt Jazz, my nigga. So, I. Yeah, you can pay my Bruh. daughter for that one. <laughs> yeah, nigga. When we, going back to 2K, when we was playing 2K when she was like growing up or whatever, and then you do the my story thing, and you know how you get drafted or whatever. So she's be like, I don't want to get drafted to the booty butt jazz. Yes. <laughs> cool logic, <laughs> bro. This is what happens now because when you feel that constant pressure to release stuff, bro. You want me to tell you what should have happened, bro? I don't know why motherfuckers don't just. I feel like there's people act like there's a crime in watching your peers do something and be good at it, learning it, and then adopting it for yourself. Mm. The reason why I say that, especially with rap, is that you get people, right, who are used to releasing so frequently that when they try not to release, it's hard for them to do it. So they fake retirements and shit like that. One, bro, let me explain something to you, bro. You can't retire from fucking music. You just one day decide, all right, I'm not making music. I'm not releasing the music anymore. But like, it, 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 I, you can't retire a talent. That's what I be trying to explain that to people, bro. Yeah. Now, take for granted that talent does come with skills. That's not to say that there are no skills involved in what they do. It clearly is. All right. But it, but it's to make the point that. It's music, bro. As long as it's in you, as long as you think about it, as long as you can hear it, even if you're just doing it in your mind, you're always going to make music. Yeah. All right. Number number two. Niggas in this day and age, and I'm not saying this to blame him for it. It's just to say that this is where it comes from. Mm. Niggas keep Lil Wayne in themselves. What happens is that is this. Right now, being actually unique is actually a very funny thing right now. You nothing's considered unique until it has a following, which is weird. Yeah. So that being that being said, I say that to say that remember back Lil Wayne was like, we was getting a new song, a new mixtape from Lil Wayne, like every single day or week or month. Like, remember the the all that was like rap music for a while was just like white noise by him and everything that he was just constantly releasing. Yeah. Now, realistically, if he would have spanned that out. That content he put out probably was almost five years worth of music, <laughs> like suddenly all shoved out and shoved into you at one time. I bring that up to say to say this: he saturated not only music, but more importantly, he burnt himself out. He went through a spell after that after that run. He went through a spell where honestly it was really hard to like kind of tolerate him on a lot of shit, like. Remember that? That's remember that song. No worries to me. That's probably one of Lil Wayne's worst songs ever made. 
that I ain't got no worries song. I hate that shit, bro. He literally, it's ad libs on the song where he literally just go, ah! like, <laughs> like it sounds like he just told he told the engineer, listen, I'm gonna jump off this real high thing, right? And I'm gonna land in this ball pit, and then I'm gonna just scream and you record me going past. And it was a lot of that too, like because I know exactly what area you're talking about. Like every like it started to like everything you started to notice a downward trend after Carter Four. It just went. Oversaturation is a real thing, though. Oversaturation is a real thing. You can oversaturate anything. That's why it's supply and demand, my nigga. Like, like that shit matters. That shit's real. I say all that to say about about logic because logic didn't really. He's he was in the he was in the rhythm. He was in a really good rhythm of releasing things constantly, like like real rap, bro. From no pressure. Back to what was it? Confessions of a Dangerous Mind to what was that? Um, uh, Young Sinatra. Young Sinatra. I was gonna say Young Sinatra. Yeah. And then he had one. He had one right before Young Sinatra, if I'm not mistaken. I just can't remember what it is right now. I want to say it was everybody. Exactly. Where he like he went pretty. He went pretty nonstop. So now comes a time where you got a time, like, you know, he had a son and all that, bro. And what really happened was uh, is that you need to take a break. You really needed to let life happen so you have something to rap about. Yeah. And that's why, like, I that's why I appreciate, like, the fact that, like, Kendrick, like, bro, once upon a time, yeah, we love to get Kendrick mixtapes and stuff like that. And then one day that shit stopped. That yeah. shit stopped, bro, because if I just keep basically, bro, shoving the needle in my arm so I could pump out more content for you guys. I won't. After a while, bro, my blood's going to get thinner, and it's not going to be as good. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this, and this is kind of my this is my take on the whole retirement thing. I just feel like that word is used too loosely. Like, yeah, it's one thing. Like, it's, from music. it's one thing to say, like, "Hey, I'm like this is my last album," because I I feel like you know, as somebody who as somebody who does music. Even for me, I feel like I'll get to like one day I'll get to a point where I'm like, like, I don't want to like make another album. But I feel like even just, you know, being around the like being around the sport, I'll still find myself like, hey, I'll probably record something here or there or something like that. Like music is always in pause. Music is always in you. Like it's just hard to step away from that. So it's just like. When you, it's just like when you use the word retirement, like it's such a, like it just has such a, a connotation to it, to where it's like you're walking away from this thing forever. Because even when Hove was like, "I'm retiring," we still heard him on features. So I do feel like the word retirement gets you know, and nobody really nobody retires really themselves. Retires. Like it just mm-hmm. like me like. Honestly, it, just based on history, like the game itself retires you. But yeah, that's a good a way, point. But right in now. a way, you can have control over. Like, okay, I probably won't make another body of work. I'll probably still, you know, drop a bar here or there. Like, that's always gonna be a thing. But I just feel like the word retirement, especially in this situation, gets used loosely because Logic could have. And even though he did say, you know, like no pressure was his last album, and we don't know if he's like working on another album if he's just like rapping for sport but this is that's just my thing like i just feel like the word is just used too loosely 
Well, that's a good point, man. Because, you know, back in the day, me and Tank used to rap a lot. We dropped albums, did all that stuff, had our whole thing. Then I stopped doing it. Then I learned how to play guitar. And then, you know, like my band went on Spotify and stuff like that. And I never said, like, the band, it's funny because, like, COVID hit and we kind of had to stop, like, doing shows and, like, you couldn't really do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we never said, hey, the band's broken up or we're not going to do that no more or whatever. But however, I do feel like I'm kind of like not because, like you said, it's always in you. But right now I feel like ah, I'm probably not going to do music no more. But at the same time, when I heard Joe cut, I was like, man, maybe I should get on track with Dennis. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're right. Like to say, like, I've never I would never say oh, I'm retired from music because that sounds dumb. <laughs> like. You can't retire from music, bro. Like music isn't music isn't a job, my boy. Music yeah. isn't a job. It's 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 a part of you. It's a hobby. It's an interest. It's a you don't like you know what I'm saying. A nigga don't retire from video games. You don't retire from sports, even though I should because I'm a Jags fan. But like, yeah, you can't you can't retire from this shit. Yeah, and that's not to say like retirement from like. But I mainly I point out like retirement in music because there are certain things that you can, you know, retire from. Like I retired from gaming on YouTube, technically. Yeah. But yeah, it's just one of those things that's it's one of those things that's like, you know, music is one of those things you can easily get the itch to, you know, pick it back up. Like it's just not one of those things you can walk away from because you're gonna hear something that's gonna like really like you said, you heard something that you felt was like okay, I need to, you know, I need to get to it. So it's mainly a music thing when it comes to that. Yeah, I'm with you when you're right. right. Also, I really, you know, I'm not saying logic trash. Like you said, I'm not trying to hate on him or nothing like that. But nigga, honestly, I really wasn't hurt that he was gone. So I don't think I care that he's back. Fair enough. <laughs> but that's just be what I be talking about, bro. Like, there's sometimes you gotta take the time to realize, yo, I need time for shit to happen so I have something to fucking say. Cause I hate when the album comes out from somebody, bro, and it's like, bro, what are you talking you about? None of this, yeah, right nothing, yeah, facts, facts. You have nothing to offer right now. So like, like save it, bro. <laughs> like just save it, bro. Yeah. Like that'd be the that'd be the most difficult thing I think it, it is for like people to see and understand because like you we create we created this monster, this endless like feed and need, like something's gotta come out. We gotta have something like and that's why I said I appreciate a lot of people like 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 the other cats who just like, yo, bro. I'm gonna drop this goodbye for a while. Yeah. Cause there's definitely a such thing as you know taking a hiatus. Like right. We've bro, seen, ho- we've seen Ho that. learned to do that. We listen, bro. Everybody know Ho grow his hair between like when he working on the album. So either A, bro, we about to get the greatest whole album we've ever heard in our life. Or bro, that dude was like, you know what, bro, it's gonna be a while before I release something. I'm gonna just go ahead and grow my shit. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah, he probably still. I feel like he's still gonna keep it after the drop if he do drop. 
But that is somebody. Um, speaking of upcoming music, um, we're getting to the point now where it's gonna be the time to have that conversation of like, even though well, I can't even say not much has dropped because we got flooded in May and June, but it's definitely gonna be that time where it's time to like you know talk about the top albums of like the mid year. Can I tell you something? Any early mentions, honorable mentions? Can I tell you something? Oh, yeah. The, this list and the list, unless something like drastic happens before the end of the year, we're not going to be happy with this list and we're going to realize the 2020 list was better. Mm. I was about to say, this this year hasn't been good for music, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. No, at I, all. Like, I think majority of the ones that I'll mention, like, in my top five have been albums that came out in, like, the last month. Like, like Cole's Offseason is on my list, and Olivia Rodrigo's Sour is on my list. That's two that dropped in, like, May. So, I say, those just came out. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as anything else goes, I would really have to sit down and, like, really analyze it um the chris crack album was at the beginning of the year so that may make the list um, i think i'm gonna give up bro because i, I the, when the migos dropped i thought it was gonna be i like i like straightening and then i was like oh this is about to be good no, so, sir. You so you were you didn't like the album i'm super i'm super down on it i'm so disappointed bro that's interesting really yeah bro i'm that's really disappointed because i feel like there's no growth like, I get it. The Migos are who they are, whatever, yada, yada. And believe it or not, I even think they're rapping better than they've rapped on most albums on this album. But the songs suck, bro. Like, it don't get, it's not a vibe. It don't give me a good feeling. It's not, it's just, it's standard issue radio play music. And it's annoying. It's fun. And like, I, I, I'm disappointed in them for not being adventurous for not taking a chance on anything. Like, all of those songs, none of those songs are risky for them, bro. Like, all of those songs are standard issue Migos songs. But standard issue Migos is like from 2015, 2012. Man, come on, man. Drop something. But I mean, don't, but I mean, don't you think that what worked for them? As opposed to, like, you, because you, you wouldn't want Migos to have, like, the YBN, the mere soul train moment. Well, yeah, you don't want that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, I, like, I expect growth from artists, bro. Like, like I just do. Like, even take a, like, we were talking about Michael Jackson, how prolific he was. Off the Wall is my favorite Michael Jackson album. However, if you look at the growth from Off the Wall to Past, Present, Future, Mike was growing, bro. Like, yeah. there's no such thing as a, this is a Michael Jackson song. I hate artists who put themselves in a pocket where when they song come on, you're like, oh, this is a too short song. Like, yeah, Too Short is good. I like Too Short. But, nigga, every song is the same song. Like, I don't like when artists do that, When especially when I feel like or have, like, love for you and I think you have, like, a, a high level of potential. You right. feel me? And it's, I feel like the Migos, I just gave them a compliment, bro, that they was, the like, the what? number one, like, all-time group, hip-hop group of all time on this show. And then they dropped that shit to make me look like Boo Boo the Fool. <laughs> Cause Bone would never, my nigga. Bone would never. Like Bone would never. Like Bone dropped an album. It was different every time. Even like when Goody Mob, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the Goody Mob project, the, the the reboot. 
shit. Mm-hmm. That shit is horrible. However, it was adventurous, if that makes sense. They was like, well, shit, we want CeeLo back. And CeeLo like, yeah, I'll come back. But y'all got to let me do all that weird Gnarls Barkley shit I like to do. And they was like, all right, we'll try that. Because they knew, like, we just going to do something different. Or we was talking about Brock Hampton. The Brock Hampton cut is way different than the first Brock Hampton cut. Mm-hmm. Like, be adventurous, bro. Like, change, bro. Like, don't. I don't know, man. I feel like you pigeonhole yourself like that. And when you turn into a caricature of yourself or like a, a stigma of yourself or whatever, I don't think that's good or healthy for your growth as an artist or for your longevity. I see, I see, where, you, I see where you're coming from on that. I won't pretend like I don't because, you know, it's one of those things that you that it's that artist struggle. Like, how can I make this not sound like this previous thing? Especially when you right. want to advance and continue to just like, like you, you put yourself in a position of like, well, I don't want this to sound like the last thing. Because yeah, that's, that's a very normal thing. Some people, you know, it's like with some people that thing happens to where it's like you don't want them, you you want them to kind of do that, but you don't want them to go too far left with it. Right. And sometimes that can happen as well. So it's just like, but it's just like once they find the right footing and in my own, and I said this last week, like, I feel like Migos, you know, I feel like the, the lyric just, because it was a time where all, where most people would be like, or hear like Migos songs and be like, oh yeah, takeoff is light years ahead of Migos. But now it's like everybody is holding their own. Like Quavo was the, yeah. weak, the weak link. Like it, it, everything about him was just, he make a good hook, but he's like smoking verses. Yeah, and, and that's my thing. Like they they spitting for sure. But the 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 production isn't adventurous. Like, bro, it don't have to be all the way around adventurous. Just give me something, one song different. Like, just give me one song different. Like the the birthday cut that's on there, right? Birthday, birthday. It's so predictable. It's such a predictable song. And yeah, y'all gonna make millions and millions of dollars off of it because all the little ratchet hoes gonna be playing it for years to come and all that. I'm cool with all that. But at the same time, bro, like give me one adventurous track, bro. Give me one like where like, you know, y'all niggas always clowning or whatever. Even the Yin Yang Twins used to do this, my boy. Y'all know how you get a Yin Yang album and it's all like strip club music and then one cut to come on and Yin Yang, like niggas better not try me. Better come with a man with a fire. And you're like, whoa, you know what I mean? It's just, it just, it just, something different and like these niggas like niggas y'all can't even pull out one come on bro right it's like iheart radio made them make the album like that if that makes sense bro it's like this radio this album is made for iheart radio and iheart radio affiliates that's enough um anything coming up that y'all looking forward to um i know well Doja Cat is dropping next week. Um, Tyler is rolling. Tyler, the creator, is rolling something out. Um, her is dropping Friday. Hmm. Which I didn't know to, which I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I was about to say, I didn't know her was dropping the album. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I still stand on her as like Sade. Like Sade's a band, not a person. And her is a band, not a person. But nobody believes me. I'm telling y'all. <laughs> <laughs> her 
Weaver is a band, not a person. And Sade is a band, not a person. Like, why niggas can't Google it and find out for themselves? But it's the truth. <laughs> also, um, also, Billy, I'm going to wait till Wayne. I'm going to wait till LQ comes back on the podcast to talk about the Billy Eilish canceled situation. Billy Eilish got canceled? Apparently. Canceled by association. Yeah, because she her dude is a racist. Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah, her dude's a racist. So she she got she Who's got she dude? got some dude. Um, I don't well, know. He's well Billy Eilish is 19 and her dude is 30. And I could have guessed that. He said some homophobic and racist things on the internet, therefore making her canceled by association. They were ripping Billy Eilish posters off the walls in their respective homes. Yeah, basically, basically, how are how can you date this racist man if you're not also racist? Basically, is what they're saying about Billy Eilish. Billy. And they, they yeah. feel like she's um she's a she's always been progressive. Yeah, and they mad at her about the they mad at her about the LGBT comments that he made because she's up there with Gaga as one of the LGBT queens, basically. Like every every LGBT girl or guy likes Billie Eilish. So they're like, yo, like how are you gonna be our queen and at the same time dating a homophobic dude? But we'll Whoa. talk about that when LQ come. <laughs> Whoa, Billy. <laughs> Billy, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, let me let me make a note to put that on next week's docket. Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong, but see see the William Winkish episode. People know, you know, I I I, I was pretty hard on Billy. But damn, Billy. <laughs> Yeah. I can tell we're trying to get some some emails next week. It'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be all right. People do love Billy, man. But yeah, I think that's I think that's the issue. Yeah. Listen, somebody pointed out the fact that that people are moving Billy out the way for Olivia Rodrigo. And if that's the case, that's foul. Why is that foul? I mean, I was. I mean, the only reason I say that is because, like, you know how, you know how, and and Coop, we've talked about this before. Like, you know how in female rap, there's like, there's two. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel like when it comes to pop acts, oh, it's two. <sighs> so the rule of the seal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there could only be two. But at my thing with Billy, man, like, I'm not into her music because. Like people who really suffer from depression for real can't listen to that shit. So like I'm not into her music. However, at the same time, I do think it's good actually. I think she all right. And I think I get why people listen to her. She make music for sad teenage girls. It's fine. But um I don't think I don't know, man. I don't think you could cancel her as a pop icon because like She's ascended to a level that's like kind of astronomical, to be honest with you. Yeah. Or whatever. So it's gonna be it's like they try to cancel Doja Cat and like 
it was real crazy to me because like they tried to cancel Doja Cat and she's bigger than I think they thought she was. And that's you the can't thing. cancel. Yeah, you can't cancel was, her at this point. Like I'm making a lot of jokes about this Billy situation, obviously, but I do think like you know considering, and I was just about to be like the example I was gonna throw out there. Like they spent last summer just, just talking about like I, I still remember the tweet that nori put out she in racial chat room showing feet yeah <laughs> come on <laughs> and she's like at, she's like at a huge height in her career like it's crazy she's bigger now than pre-cancellation when they tried to cancel her or whatever She's bigger now than when they tried to cancel her, my boy. Like, like they almost got her because I remember when the cancel thing, and I, I hate, I hate, I hate niggas for this because when rules drop that 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 single, that was right at the height of the cancel Doja Cat thing. And I think that's one of the better cuts she's ever made. Like that song's like almost perfect, right? And like and it has like that, and it was at the height where it had like that 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 country twang in it a little bit, because you know Lil Nas X was doing his thing with Old Town Road at the time, right. and she dropped Rules, and Rules didn't get as popular because of the cancel thing, and I feel like if the cancel thing didn't happen, Rules would have blew up, it would be like an iconic song for women right now, considering like how women artists are and what women are gravitating towards. But it didn't because of that. But she still overcame that and dropped cut after cut after cut after cut. And like it's still going. It's still going. And what's crazy is when the industry got a hold of her, because when she was doing all the Doja Cat stuff that made me respect her as a goddess, which is, oh, I'm just gonna sit on Instagram and make beats on my live and hopefully y'all like it. When she was doing that stuff, she was ridiculous out of her mind with music, like the type of music that she could make in her weird ass mind is incredible. However, when the industry got a hold to her, they don't know what they want to make her. Like one minute they want to make her Cardi B, the next minute they want to make her like um, Billie Eilish or Lady Gaga or whatever. And she's even survived that. That's incredible, bro. Yeah. Like I've heard Doja Cat on literally almost every other cut. It's like every other cut on the radio is Doja Cat. And it's like, she's on the cut with the Latino music stuff. She's on the cut with the pop music. She's on the hip hop cut. She's on the R&B cut. She's on, like, she's everywhere. And it's like, they tried to cancel her. And I think that's Billie Eilish is way bigger than Doja Cat ever was or ever has been. Yeah. You can't cancel her, bro. Like, no. good luck. Yeah, I don't think it's going, I don't think that's really going to go anywhere if we're being completely and totally honest. Like, Cause this thing, this same thing happened with Doja Cat. It's yeah. funnier because because of the whole like, I'm the sorry that, that that she in racial chat room showing feet tweet will forever live in my head rent free. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just hilarious. <laughs> Bro, when I found what, out, what made what made you put that sentence together, Nori? In all caps, Nori. It's Nori, bro. And like, what's funny is like when I found out why, I was like, oh, we canceling Doja. When I found out why. And I was like, okay, the niggas who want to cancel her aren't really her fans because they don't know what type of person she is. She's a legitimate troll, my nigga. Like, she blew up because bitch, I'm a cow, which was a troll cut. Like, all of her real serious music, y'all niggas never listened to. And then when she decided to troll y'all niggas, it blew her up because, you know, 
social media or whatever. And like, she's a legit troll, my nigga. She's been a troll since day one. So she's a troll. So like, if she's in racial chat rooms showing her feet, <laughs> if she's doing that, it has to be a troll job, my nigga. Like, and I seen one of the videos where she's in the chat room. It's like a young Republicans chat room. Showing and they're in a, that, that, bro, no, bro. She's showing her boobs. It's even, <laughs> it's like these, these, these young white dudes are in there. You know, those are like light, like, like she light, light, light. But she black. You could tell she a black woman, but she light, light, light. And these dudes are in there talking about Trump and talking about like all this pro, like ignorant, hateful things. And those just like, yeah, I hate them too. You guys want to see my tits? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And, it's, and I'm like, I get it. Like it's on some next level trolling. And you know, she's a real troll because nobody was in that chat room. She wasn't doing it for the ground. She was doing it for personal laughter, bro. Like she's got these white dudes who's talking about how black people ain't this and black people ain't that and but yet they want to they want this black woman type thing she's trolling my boy it's like yeah bro showing feet in racial chat rooms you guys want to see my feet that's so my feet for a purpose that's so fucking funny bro <laughs> in the show nigga. listen that's a listen, that's a that's a message right there like you going in a you in a racial chat or racial chat Show it feet. And <laughs> the show, bro. And the show. That's horrible. All right. Close with them. Yo, you gotta give me a minute. <laughs> I'm literally bro, I'm crying laughing right now, bro. It's like that shit bro, is so fucking funny, it, bro. bro. Oh my god, bro. Like I could just see, like, bro, if you know Doja Cat, bro, like I could just see her like in the fucking like the the, the house party because the shit was on the app, the house party app. The shit's on that app, bro. Like in the house party, like, oh hey guys, I hate niggas. <laughs> Here's my feet. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> stupid, bro. Like, why were we canceling her because of that? These niggas in there talking dead serious about like political things that are bigoted all of this black lives don't matter and then this chick just comes in there with her thick ass and like yeah y'all want to see my feet and she like she like got on the fucking like the fucking you know how the girls get their hair glued on and they <laughs> listen look at look at look at what i just screen shared oh my god man it's just some fucking lunch, man it's fucking funny man that's the code <laughs> oh my god bro Oh my god, bro, that's so good. Racial chat room showing feet with three exclamation points. <laughs> Nigga, you know how loud that is for Nori to do three exclamation points? Golly. Oh all I can all I can see is like Nori saying that and then like cutting the doja feet in the chat room and then in the background, what, 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 what? What, what, what? <laughs> Playing Super Thug? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Go first, Coop. Okay. I still can. <laughs> All right. So, if we. If we <laughs> so, I'm in this, 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 I'm in this episode on, 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 on something that's probably that I called Dennis about earlier, bro. So we got to figure out who's after me. 
uh, long story short, I have not been able to work since, you know, you know, I was home, work from home for the longest, but I have yet to work one full month at my job without having to evacuate the building. Oh, man. At first, I was just like, hey, you know, shit happens. But then after, when I would get outside my building, I would find out that the only buildings that have to be evacuated are the ones that I'm in. So I decided to make a list of people that I think are probably after me. And some of these are going to be obvious. Others are going to be way more personal. So obviously, public enemy number one is this nigga Miles. I think what Miles is after me and trying to frame me for like, getting revenge on something I've done on this on this podcast. Essentially, everybody on this list is after me for something I did on this podcast. Number two, which should come to no surprise, is Mike Posner. I'm pretty sure he's just probably tired of me talking shit for the last two years. Number three, Omarion. He knows what he did. Number four, number four, which I hadn't considered until I hung up the phone with you, Dennis, out to your clone. Mm. We've gone several episodes and we like tried to like lock him in his cage somewhere and forget about him, hoping the world will forget about him. And he is not happy about that. Mm. Either way, my nigga, we gotta figure out who is, who is, who is after me because today at work, I'm minding my own business. All of a sudden, a bomb threat gets called into where I work. Now, without going into too many details, I work for the state, the state unemployment office. Do you know what kind of hating ass nigga you got to be to blow up the free money? First of all, nigga, y'all niggas ain't giving out the free money properly. And um, that might have been me, nigga, because y'all just took almost my whole income tax check because y'all say I got unemployment that I ain't get. Cool, I'm coming for you, nigga. Like right. what, what Booker T said to Hogan, Hogan, you're next, nigga. Cool. <laughs> you're next, nigga. <laughs> listen, bro. Listen, bro. You got to take that up with the proper channels, B. Man. Either way, bro, all I'm saying is they tell me it's a bomb in the building. I leave the building. And I realize I'm going to just go on home because, you know, ain't, ain't no bomb threat at my house. Ain't no bomb threat at my house. So I figured I'd go home. So that's what I did. Point is, my nigga, we got to figure out who is after me. And I feel like most likely it's this nigga Mike Posner. It's probably the only... Probably the most logical answer I could think of. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been, I've been talking shit to, 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 to and about him for a very long time. In my defense, he's kind of a fuck nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Man, cool. Oh my god, bro, he is, bro. He's such a fucking asshole, bro. <laughs> I have a. Hey, I, I trust your word, sir. My okay, bro. Don't get me started, bro. Don't get me started, bro. It started with it's. It, I will tell you where it started. It started with his lying ass telling everybody he walked across the fucking country. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Either way, right. let me go ahead and close this out, bro. Everything is bad for you nowadays. Drink your water. Get outside yourself. And if you find yourself able to help somebody, please do it. The world is bad enough.
Thank you for being here to do that, by the way. Good shit, cool. Good shit. Um, uh, I want to say that Zoom is trash. My Zoom barely ever works. I don't know what's going on with that. I, you know, I feel like uh, every, like you say, every time I'm supposed to be on, and I'm like, oh, that's a good topic. I can get into that one. Zoom be like, nah, nigga, you controversial. So they they hold a nigga out. So I hate that. But um, I I was just, you know, LeBron, you know, it, it, okay, I'm gonna put it like this. LeBron tweeted something today or whatever, put a message out, which was basically like, nigga, we've been in the bubble for 150 years and niggas is tired and hurt and it sucked for the fans that they couldn't get, you know, the playoffs that they wanted because we in the bubble getting hurt and injured and shit. And this is horrible type shit. And I think LeBron right, but my thing ain't even about the sports or the bubble or whatever. It's about niggas' response. Niggas was like, fuck LeBron. Ah, he whining, he bitching, blah, 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 blah. Bro, like, I stand on and I'm doubling down on TikTok and social media is ruining culture because, like, LeBron just talking, like, just making a statement, bro. And it's like, damn, nigga, everything the nigga say we hate just because he's, oh, I hate LeBron. He ain't the king. It's like, nigga, don't be a contrarian just to be a contrarian. Because the nigga at my job who's a contrarian is Booty Dean, my nigga. And don't be <laughs> Booty Dean. There's nothing cool about being Booty Dean, my nigga. Like, so just stop going against shit just to go against shit. Nigga, have an actual value system. Read a book. Nigga, read a motherfucking book. You know, for years I thought that was Lil John and it wasn't. But, um, <laughs> like, like, for real, read a book, bro. Like, and have your own opinion. Then if your opinion is contrary to popular belief or demand or whatever, then that would make sense. But nigga, don't just get a gather an opinion because it's the opposite of what everybody else doing or because you've seen a few niggas do it on TikTok. Because Corey LeRae should not be in the freshman list, period. Okay. All right, y'all. Um, it's on me now. Um, I'm going to start my closing thoughts with she and Rachel chat room showing feet. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no. This is what you say out loud. This is funny, bro. It's just funny, bro. Like funny. Listen, my closing thoughts are simply, you know, as I always say, keep your mental health in check. Check on your people. Um, make sure that everybody's, you know, doing good around you, all that good stuff. Um, as everything is opening back up, um, California and New York, which are probably two strict states throughout this whole thing, have um, opened back up. They let it loose. Um, but everybody be safe out there, um, you know. Where there is good shit, there's also bad shit. So, you know, just keep yourself afloat. Keep yourself afloat. Make sure the person next to you is afloat as well. And thank you all for tuning in for another good episode. You know, we bounce back with the two pike. Um, if you haven't heard Sunday's episode, check that out. As well as this episode, you know, double down. And while you are listening to two packs, make sure you make sure you peep coffee shop plotting, which is a two pack that I put out this week. Uh, two songs. Um, and yeah.
that's pretty much all I got. Um, catch us on Spotify, catch us on Apple, um, catch us on wherever you get your podcast, all that good stuff. And remember, like, rate, review, share, worship. worship. And like that, we out. Peace. Peace. Get off my car. Fuck you took mine, go nowhere, nigga. Miss. I don't really want no steady. You a hater, hater, bear.